Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. The first ever STL Startup Week begins today. It celebrates a growing entrepreneurial scene in a city once better known for beer and brick. The St. Louis region saw $378 million in venture capital investment in 2018 alone. And the startups that begin here often thrive. More than 85% make it to their second year. That's the highest startup survivability rating in the entire U.S. A huge part of St. Louis's success is due to women. More than 45% of St. Louis startups are female-owned, more than any other city in the country. So what's driving this success, and why are so many women taking the initiative to start new businesses here? Joining us today to discuss just that is Phyllis Ellison. She's Vice President of Partnerships and Program Development for Cortex. They're one of the sponsors of STL Startup Week. Phyllis Ellison, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Also joining us in studio is Laura Burkemper. She's the CEO of the new firm Wealth Holdings, which plans to build a portfolio of consumer products brands in the wellness space. Laura Burkemper, welcome to the show. Thanks. And last, here. last but not least, we're joined by Bronwyn Morgan. She's the founder of Wings Drones Consulting, Airversity, and Zio Air. Those are three startups working with drones. Bronwyn, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. For those of you listening, are you involved with St. Louis's startup scene? What makes St. Louis a good place to grow a business? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.com. Phyllis Ellison, you've been involved in St. Louis's startup scene now for more than a decade. How big of growth have you seen during that time? It's been amazing. We've actually gone um, in 15 years from maybe having four or five support organizations to help companies grow or to go from that business plan and really start to to grow a business out of it. Um, today, we have over 75 support organizations in the region. That's just the support organizations. That's, the support That's organizations. not even the companies starting. Exactly. And so they're providing mentoring, coaching, funding, um, and that's across different industries, different stages of growth. So we really have an amazing support system here for people wanting to start a business. How big an impact are all these um, newly started businesses having on the overall region's economy? It is significant. People tend to think of it as being something fun, um, I'd say sometimes a sideshow economically, uh, but for, for the state of Missouri, over the last five years, every year, over 40,000 new jobs have come to the state built by startups. Hmm. That's significant. And um, when we think about Amazon wanting to come into a community and bring in 50,000 jobs over several years, well, our startups in Missouri are doing that every year. Yeah, that's amazing. So there's been all these little pieces of growth that add up to something bigger than if we were luring a, a new corporation. Exactly. Actually, over the last several years, if we had not had those startups um, contributing jobs, the state of Missouri would have had a net loss in jobs. So it's really a much bigger piece of our economy than people tend to think about. So Laura Burkemper, you've been involved for years in helping to fund St. Louis companies. What do you see as some of the factors that is driving the growth of people who've chosen to locate here? Well, I think, first of all, we've got, a, as Phyllis mentioned, a great network of resources, everything from funding sources to co-working spaces. We've got a female-friendly, like Rise Collaborative. We've got CIC, we've got Thrive, we've got 
16 different co-working spaces that you can come as an individual op- entrepreneur and not not just spend your time at home. You can thrive around others doing the same kind of thing. So you really build your network that way. And tell us just a little bit about Wealth Holdings. I know you're brand new, but you've already made your first acquisition, and it's really an interesting one. Yeah, thanks. Um, at Wealth Holdings, it's W-E-L-L-T-H because we specialize in health, wellness, and well-being. And so what we do is essentially uh, in consumer products goods, we put a C-suite of uh, professionals around the companies we acquire to take them further faster. And already we've uh, raised $2 million, and our first acquisition is uh, invented here by a research scientist, Alan McInnes, and it's uh, called the wine stick. And what it does is in 10 seconds, you swirl it in a glass of wine, removes all the sulfites, helping you to uh, rid of things of uh, like headaches, uh, stuffiness, things like that that can come from from a glass of wine. This sounds like the most exciting new company start <laughs> I have heard about in a decade. I, I can't tell you how excited I am to get this product. Uh, Bronwyn Morgan, now you grew up in East St. Louis. I did. And you moved far away. You ended up in Atlanta. Absolutely. Um, so you started spending time here for family reasons. Were you surprised when you got to see what was happening in the scene here? I really was. I mean, it was a really interesting time for me to be starting, you know, new companies of of this magnitude and then have a need to, you know, come back, check on family. And I'm like, how am I going to accomplish this? It's a lot. But once I got here and I started to see everything going on in my industry in the geospatial space, I'm like, this is a perfect place to be. Um, and as I'm learning more and becoming a bigger part of the ecosystem here, it is, it's just is all, it's hitting all the right levers. So um, very excited to see what St. Louis is doing in this space. And I think it's a game changer. And you told me that you do plan to move one of your corporate headquarters here. That's Absolutely. always huge news yeah. when that happens. Absolutely. Um, that's Zio Air. That's Zio Air. And tell mm-hmm. us, why does St. Louis make sense as the, the corporate headquarters for that company? Well, I, I do, again, think that the commitment to what's happening here with, with uh, the geospatial sector, uh, with the NGA's move to St. Louis, um, and the eyeballs, the attention, the investment, uh, the innovation that's coming here is critical. And since we're right at the intersection of, of drones, artificial intelligence, autonomy uh, with our solution, because um, we're drones on demand, uh, rooted in an AI-based system um, with many new bells and whistles coming, this just seems to be a, a great intersection of all the things that we're looking for. Phyllis Ellison, uh, through your work at Cortex, do you hear that a lot, that people are deciding that this is going to be a good place because of things like that NGA construction? Uh, The NGA is certainly having a big impact on the region. And I think we had a lot of um, base technologies and different factors in the community that are all coming together at a time when, uh, like Brownman said, there's a great opportunity here. And when you get the intersection of technologies, the business support um, and other opportunities, either with the NGA or some of the contractors that work closely with them, you have a really uh, impactful thing happening to the region. And it's going to be fabulous to see over the next five to 10 years. Let's talk about women in particular, since um, everyone in this room is a woman. And also, women have been such a huge part of the huge growth that St. Louis is seeing in this space. Phyllis, what are some of the things that that St. Louis has done to make this a good place for women in particular to launch businesses? Over the last several years, we've had organizations like Brazen and the Prosper Accelerator that have really put a, a spotlight 
on women entrepreneurs. And, and what is Brazen? Um, Brazen uh, was a group that was doing mentoring and coaching, and they facilitated uh, growth groups. So you'd get a, a, a group of five to six other women business owners, founders, that you were um, partnered with for uh, really providing a peer group for mentoring, coaching, accountability um, with each other. And so, um, and the Prosper Accelerator was a partner organization that was investing in early stage female-owned startups. So to have those sorts, of, the focus on bringing women in, I, we've, we've had women entrepreneurs in St. Louis. They didn't always feel like they were welcome in some of the existing mentoring and coaching organizations or they didn't feel comfortable or perhaps didn't know about some of the funding opportunities. So bringing that spotlight to it really, I think, brought more women into the, uh, the, the startup community here in a more visible way. And I think that's what's driving a lot of the numbers that we're seeing. Laura Burkemper, for whatever reason, I feel like St. Louis sometimes gets the reputation of being an old boys club, that it's sort of more these fuddy-duddy older men that are running the show here. Has that been the case in your experience as somebody who's been very active, both um, working for large corporations and also for helping to start these new companies? Well, I think that we're at a point where things are changing. Mm -hmm. And so I do a lot of speaking engagements around capital connections, uh, adding that subject matter expertise. We've got such a great network here that I think times are changing. And it's through information, uh, resources that we've talked about, uh, that Phyllis has mentioned, um, that that helps bring it to the forefront that there, there are capital connections that we can make, that we can help support each other and create more of an all boats rise scenario. Bronwyn, do you feel that as, as somebody who's just really getting to explore this scene? Has it been easy to find other women to network and to, to support what you're doing? Um, I My experience thus far has been around the T-Rex uh, co-working space, and folks there have been very supportive, but I've not yet had an opportunity to venture out further. So this, mm-hmm. is, this is very encouraging to hear uh, because I, I think they're both right. And in an industry that's heavy tech, for me especially, it's very male-dominated. So having an environment that both from a mentor perspective, an investor perspective, that also appreciates the, the, the female experience is, is very encouraging. Now, you're also coming from Atlanta, and mm-hmm. that's a city where African Americans have just found enormous success, both politically and professionally. Mm-hmm. And that also is not always the reputation of St. Louis in that broader world. Have you found St. Louis more difficult? in that aspect? Well, um, I'm, I'm, I am a believer in that you kind of create the path that you believe in. But I do understand that there are some significant challenges here in this region. I think the entire country uh, has seen some of that. So we've got an interesting, uh, uh, we have a route we need to take collectively mm-hmm. to, to help improve that. Yes, Atlanta certainly has a very solid reputation. Uh, civil rights and, and everything that's happened since then, uh, our current leadership. And I think St. Louis does have an opportunity to bridge that gap. And it's going to be very critical to our success because if, if we come together, um, if we're all boats to rise together, it's going to be critical. But some people don't even have boats. And I just address it with a colleague. We've got to find a way to make sure that that happens and that we're encouraging a larger and broader community. Phyllis Ellison, is that something that um, for organizations like Cortex, is that something that, that you see as connected to your overall mission? Oh, Definitely. And that's another thing, even for Cortex and the general startup scene, that's been addressed over the last two years as as a gap that we need to fill. Um, So 
having all the organ- support organizations look at their processes. How are they making sure that they're reaching out beyond a white community um, to make sure that people understand that there are resources available and they're open to the entire region has really been critical. And raising that awareness um, for ourselves first and then making sure the rest of the community um, has an eye towards that as well is, is it's a it's one of the baby steps that needs to happen so that we're moving this forward and making sure that those gaps do get filled over time. I think Bronwyn and Phyllis are exactly spot on. We have some great resources, and one for our, the listeners would be to go to org, and they have an ecosystem map that shows the facilities, the civic organizations, the co-working spaces, the funding. St. Louis has... Uh, the third largest number of ex- business accelerators in the country. Hmm. And, 16 and, and for those listening, space. tell us what an accelerator is. Absolutely. An accelerator, as its name suggests, accelerates companies through capital, through connections, and through subject matter expertise. So over the course of, call it 12 to 14 weeks, the companies that are selected into the accelerator are uh, surrounded by help to get them from pitch day to what's called demo day. And Demo Day is the culmination in which they get in front of investors. Okay. And so you're saying these resources are here. They're here. And I think there's certain opportunities that are also popping up, and that's a great point that you're making to segue from there. Um, I know on Monday I'm moderating an event, and it's it's called Investing in in Founders and Diversity. It's going to be held at Spaces, and I'll provide you that link. Uh, But it is to talk about the the, particularly the African-American tech ecosystem that kind of is, you know, a part of the larger ecosystem um, so that we can you can start to bring that awareness to uh, the community to understand who's out here, who's doing what, and how do you really get involved to connect the dots and really expose yourself um, and make new relationships. So I wanted to make sure that people were aware of that. Thank you. Um, and as part of STL Startup Week, that is really one of the things we wanted to, to enhance the, commu- the message of what we're doing. And it's not so much about sitting down and listening to speakers Monday through Friday for nine hours a day, um, but finding the, the resources and the, the events that speak to you and to find a peer group and other people you can relate to. So there are events for minority-owned businesses, there are events for women-owned businesses, all the way through to regional celebrations. So, uh, That's Phyllis Ellison. She's Vice President of Partnerships and Program Development for Cortex. We're also talking to Laura Burkemper, who's the CEO of the new firm Wealth Holdings. And we're talking to Bronwyn Morgan, who's the founder of Wings Drones Consulting, Airversity, and Zio Air. And the reason we have all these women here is we're talking about STL Startup Week and that overall scene here in St. Louis, which is just growing so fast. Um, we asked some of our listeners, why do you think St. Louis is having such success in this space. And Stuart told us on Twitter, it's got an incredible cost of living combined with people who are genuinely excited about whatever you are working on. STL makes it mega easy to quit working for the man and it rules. <laughs> so there's some boosterism Stuart's right there. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think he, he does kind of have a good point there. Um, Laura, do you feel like for women, sometimes that we need a little bit of extra encouragement to realize not just that we're ready to start a business, that this idea could work, but also maybe that we could invest in one. Absolutely. You know, being an entrepreneur is one of the hardest and most rewarding 
careers there is. Um, and, and raising money and getting those funds is, is no easy task. So, you know, having the resources here to support that is very helpful. And getting your pitch ready so that people understand who you are, what you do, what problem you're solving, and your go-to-market strategy. So they say, you know, tell me more. Uh, so there's a lot of resources here that can help with that, and funding is certainly a big piece. That sounds like that's part of that accelerator space that, exactly. that you were explaining. Um, now, Bronwyn Morgan, at the same time, um, there's also been numerous studies that show that women end up getting the short end of the stick in so many other parts of our life. We do so much more housework. We end up taking um, more care of the kids often. Um, women also have to deal with things like their parents, um, and so they're sort of getting it from all over. Is it hard to find that space to say, I'm going to focus on my business? What, what are some things you've had to do? It is a challenge. Um, and especially whether you're a mom with younger children, uh, and married, or you're older and taking care of an elderly parent, there's a lot to juggle. And most of it does fall to, to, the, to the daughters and the women in the family. And it is a, a uh, you have to have a commitment to yourself. Um, I also teach meditation. And so that mindfulness piece has been very helpful for me to maintain a sense of, of self. Uh, but you do have to break some time down. You've got family commitment. You've got you have to spend hours working, and sometimes that spills into the night, uh, and always on the weekends. But it is about balance, and I, you know, work-life balance is always, you know, we talk about it. it sounds, you know, it sounds great, but you have to put it into practice because if not, you will easily burn out. And when you start to see that, you've got to step back for your own health and safety. Um, so it's very critical, and and and. Founders, period, have to be concerned about that, but women especially. Laura Burkumper, what would be your advice for women who are just, they feel like they have too many commitments, but they also know they want to grow a business? Yeah, you really, I agree with you 100%. You've got to prioritize. And you also have to make time for a break to recharge. And so you're not as good unless you do so. So I agree with your, your philosophy, Bronwyn. That's what you need to do. So Phyllis Ellison, the whole reason we're here having this conversation today is because this is the first ever STL Startup Week. What made the movers and shakers in this scene decide, yeah, we need an entire week. Like, we're ready to really shine. We've been, we've been having a packed calendar of events for several years here in the region. And not just for one week, but week after week. And the conversation has been happening for a little while. And, and finally, it has bubbled up of, you know, Denver has a great startup week. Kansas City has a great startup week. We have great things here. Um, maybe it's something about the packaging. And so being able to put a focus on everything we have in the region, um, the co-working spaces that Laura mentioned, so important for people to be able to connect with people day after day and find people that can relate to the issues they're going through, to find the mentoring and the coaching services. People in our region need to be aware of what we're doing. And so to be able to bring the community together, over 30 organizations have gone into helping to put this week on. Mm -hmm. It is truly a by the community for the community effort to do this. What are some of the things, the highlights that you would point to for people who might only be able to make it for one or two parts of this? Um, I. I love to steer people to Startup Connection. It's our regional celebration of the startup community. It's also our way to preview the companies that are going to be hot in the next couple of years. These are companies just coming into the marketplace. There'll be over 60 of them on display. 
And we have one of the biggest resource fairs in the region that night. So it's on Wednesday, November 6th in the evening from 4.30 till 9. Um, just a chance to walk through, meet other entrepreneurs, hear about cool businesses. If you want to see some interesting, inspiring things, this is a great evening to come to. Laura, uh, what in particular are you excited about? Uh, I, I'll tag on to that because that event that Phyllis uh, puts on is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been teaching at St. Louis University for the past 10 years, New Venture Feasibility, and I send my students there, and they come back supercharged about entrepreneurship because you've got it all in one space. Bronwyn, is there anything on the schedule that you're like, yeah, this is my must do? Oh, I mean, there's so much. I mean, and I, I want to also give a little bit of credence to the you know, Venture Cafe that's still also happening, which is a great place. This will be um, actually my first one. So I'm excited. They do amazing work. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, some of the uh, there's certainly new events that are being hosted, but some of the ones that have been consistent, I, I think will be a great intersection this week for people to come together and meet investors and founders and, and people together. So other than my panel on Monday, on Monday, um, <laughs> that one, um, definitely Venture Cafe on Thursday. So, um, Phyllis Ellison, just last question here. If people want more information about this, where is the website they need to go to? It is stlewisstartupweek.com. And please check it out. We have over 45 events listed there. Um, and from each one, you can find the details and connect to each the, the details on each one. Phyllis Ellison of Cortex, thank you so much for joining us thank today. Thank you. And Laura Burkemper of Wealth Holdings, thank you for being here. Thank you. Bronwyn Morgan of Zio Air, thank you for joining us. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.